0: Welcome to episode 130 of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I am your host, Perry, and with me, as always, is the one and only, the only bourbon-drinking bird that I've ever met, uh, Mr. Swan himself. Swan, hi, buddy. Hey, man. Hey, how, how are you I'm this here. week?
1: Pretty good. Great. Uh, I hope my tolerance is a little better than most birds. I think I can
0: <laughs> do it. <laughs> Nothing like seeing a drunk bird trying to get out of the bird bath.
1: Oh gosh, yeah, no, that's <laughs> awful. You ever seen a geese trying to fit into a bird bath the
0: size of like a small little manhole? Uh, it just doesn't work. No, that scares me. The thought of yeah, that really terrifies terrifying. <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, terrifying. I think is the perfect uh, the perfect word for that. Um, so we we kick off every show with flying blind, where I, I blind the other co-host or or guest on the show with something. And I, I straight up told Swan what this one was because I knew he was going to pour it and look at it and go, this is different. And sure enough, it is. We are actually drinking the on the rocks, Knob Creek, old fashioned, the pre-made old fashioned, Ooh. um, uh, 70, per, 70, percent alcohol. Woo. That would be an old fashioned to knock your socks off. Um, no, it's thirty five percent, seventy proof, and we actually Swan reminded me earlier today that we have had this together before, um, and, but we've never had it on the show. Yeah, it's been a long time, and I, I kind of like it. I don't I dislike
1: too. it. Yeah, I know. they picked a, a good bourbon. This one's, um, this one's made with Knob Creek.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, mine's gotten a little bit watered down as we've been uh, preparing for the for the episode. But
1: yeah, I mean, I'm actually just drinking it straight. How is that? It's i uh, not bad. Very citrus heavy. I was going to say, I,
0: I imagine that the, the the syrupiness of it would kind of come through a little bit more.
1: Not really. I'm kind of surprised. Uh, I mean, obviously, it does take water pretty well, um, but. It's not bad at all. Honestly, I could see you putting this in the freezer and uh, mm-hmm. just drinking it straight. Honestly, I mean, it's really good. And this is going to be nice because here in
0: Kentucky, at least today, it was like 80 degrees and muggy. So I like I was excited for the for the the the, the temperature to go up a little bit. but like I went outside and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I yeah, was like, no. this is
1: miserably hot right now. Yeah, part of my job is taking things out to people's cars over and over again. And I was like, oh, great. It's nice outside. I'll leave the door open at work. And I got about halfway to somebody's car and it reminded me that uh, we're in Kentucky. So it rained like torrential downpour for about 20 seconds. And I was outside for the whole Mm -hmm. 20 seconds. And it was gone. Uh, But uh, honestly, it felt great. It's so hot outside right now. Yeah. uh, Compared to normal. But I want this when it's like that absolutely yeah on the back porch specifically your back porch that i sneak over to all the time
0: um this is it you know i feel like we're getting to the point and maybe not so as as much with you because you're constantly around people and having to you know stock food and whatnot but i feel like we're getting closer to being able to hang out on the back porch together and six feet apart yeah we can do it yeah i think that would be kind of kind of nice kind of fun So Mm -hmm. we'll have to we'll have to talk about that in the in the coming weeks. Uh, But before we talk about that, a couple of things to discuss up top. Thank you, everybody, as always, uh, for continuing to listen to and download the show during the coronavirus pandemic. It is always appreciated. Uh, And we thank you guys so much uh, for sticking with us as things. uh, We're we're kind of um, I feel like we might be kind of getting towards the end of this wave. Um, It seems like it at at the very least. So um, hopefully things can kind of ramp back up for people who were, you know, listening to the show on their way to work or while they were at work or or whatever. So I'm looking forward to seeing some of those folks come back. But I appreciate everybody who has stuck with us uh, during this time. Uh, And I also appreciate everybody who always leaves. We appreciate rather, uh, who leaves a nice little review and a rating on the iTunes podcast app. Uh, if you could do that, that is a super helpful way for us to reach new people. Uh, pushes us up in the charts, pushes us up in the uh, the algorithm of searching and everything. Uh, so if you are able to do that if you listen on your iPhone or your computer with uh, with iTunes, uh, if you could do that, it would help us out a whole lot. Uh, and then also, we have been uh, streaming all of our... Well, not all of our, uh, but the past, what, four or five weeks? Um, yeah. We've been streaming our recording sessions on YouTube for Patreon. So if you want to watch us... You know, as as we <laughs> try to make something out of out of what we do every week, um, you, you can head to patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. And actually, these live streams are available to all patrons. Uh, it's not just a certain tier, um, because I know you guys, you know, so, some tiers get certain things and others don't. And, you know, it, it I, I wanted you guys to have in general something special. Uh, to to get to look forward to every week that wasn't just the the pregame chats or the bonus episodes that come out every month um which by the way i know i'm a little bit behind on the bonus episodes but they are where it's coming soon i promise and also the iso sessions are coming soon as well thank you to colin cox from the uh, hop ons podcast for offering to edit those so that's it but we also got to talk about swan What it is that we've been drinking recently. I've got a few things that I've been drinking recently. So, what about you? Uh, like
1: one thing, but just a whole lot of it. Uh, (laughs) so, uh, I've been that it's the Knob Creek pick that I had you try last week. Yes, it's gone. The colonel it's the Coliseum pick. Yeah, what? Yeah, it's like I went from like half a bottle to just dead (laughs) in a week. Um, so it gone (laughs) it's it's, i got like a a tiny little amount um i'm not proud of it but yes it's destroyed um time to go get another one it's across the street super excited that'd be nice well go ahead sorry i also wanted to mention where i'm moving i just got a new apartment yes you did there's a wine and spirits across the street again what yeah, I'm so excited, man. <laughs> and it's huge and they have like four picks. I'm i I'm
0: ecstatic. Which which wine and spirits is it?
1: Uh it's in uh it's a Kroger wine and spirits. Well yeah, yeah, yeah. But which which store Oh Heartland. I had no idea they had one. Heartland has a wine and spirits. A huge wine and spirits. Really? Yeah.
0: I'm gonna have to go check it out. Road trip. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll have to go stop over there sometime too on the note of knob creek though mm-hmm. i i got th- just maybe my favorite whiskey package ever aside from the time that we got uh the antique collection in the mail yeah uh, this one came all the way from hawaii from don yeah. Nish- don Nishita, who is of course one of the patrons um he's hanging out in the chat with us as well and he sent five blind samples, a bunch of just goodies from Hawaii mm-hmm. as well, cookies and, and sweets, and he sent over like two jellies as well, which um, I, cannot, I cannot wait to get into those. Um, but he also sent over a 15-year Knob Greek pick. Yeah, and I've actually got a little bit of it right here thanks to you. Yeah, so. and uh, I think what we're going to do, actually, after we're done recording the episode... Um, we're going to hang out on the, on the live stream for a little bit longer and we're going to, we're going to drink it for the patrons and we're just going to chat for, for a little bit, kind of like a post game, um, drink and chat if you're okay with that.
1: Yeah. No, if you want to do like a 15 minute
0: live stream or so 15, 20 minute live stream, yeah, and we'll just drink some of this. I'm down. Yeah. I think it would be a lot of fun. So, uh, anybody, again, if you're not on Patreon, um, you can hop on there and you can listen to us talk about, uh, this Awesome Knob Creek pick from all the mm-hmm. all the way in Hawaii, um, but also last night I was on no less than three Zoom meetings, um, nice. <laughs> and all of them were drinking. I associated, so I woke up real hungover today. <laughs> I had a real bad headache when I, when I rolled out of bed this morning. Um, but one was with our, our Facebook group or Facebook group chat with, uh, the folks, um, who, who listened to the show. By the way, if you want to, uh, if you, if you want to in on that at any point, uh, and you're a frequent listener of the show, you're part of our Facebook group, let me know. And, uh, we can, we can make something happen. It'd be nice to have like a, a group wide zoom meeting, um, where we all hang out and, uh, have some, some drinks together and some fun. Uh, but then also it, I had one with work um, where we just kind of had a happy hour where we all uh, unloaded on each other because this these past two weeks have been pure hell um, for unemployment mm-hmm. insurance. Um, and then I had one uh, with a group of folks who listen to uh, the podcast Do Go On, which I have talked about many times on the show. One of my favorite podcasts, period um, and the community is amazing. Um, like I, I was I, it, we were talking with people from Australia and the United Kingdom and there were a few here in the States and then one girl was from uh, Canada and so it was just it was a blast and I, I had a lot of fun um, hanging out with that but I did I did wake up feeling sad that I drank so much Elijah Craig barrel proof um, <laughs> after afterwards. Know.
1: Yeah, that's always a decision that sounds fantastic in the moment. But then in the morning, you're reminded, oh, man, I'm not
0: 21 again. I, dude, I, like, I had, you know, maybe an ounce of ECBP left in my, in my Glencairn. I just knocked it back. I was like, this is a mistake. Mm. This was a big mistake. It tasted good. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it tasted great. But it, it, it really, it really upset my, my body. This morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have got a lot of stuff to get to on this week's episode, which really, really surprised me. Um, most of it is TTB filings, but in general, there's some uh, pretty interesting things that we have to kind of go through this week. Uh, the first one is just I get I, I, I get giddy. I'm I'm excited for this one. Uh, the brand new wild Turkey masters keep the 17 year old bottled in bond is starting to hit shelves folks. And Holy crap. (laughs) Yeah, it's exciting. (laughs) I can't freaking wait, uh, for this, this product to be in my hands. Um, we, I was saying to Swan that this is going to be like my, my big purchase, um, for the, for the year. I feel like so yeah, I, I, I'm just excited.
1: I just want him too, man. Those masters keep bottles are just beautiful and I love seeing them on the shelf.
0: Mm-hmm. I also love seeing them in my collection.
1: <laughs> true. Yeah. True. Having a bottle open next to what your, your empty glass there. It's exciting.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just tickled. About it, we we'd been um, we'd been talking about it. I uh, I guess since the the first, since the TTB filing came out, uh, and that was like the same day that the the rare breed rye uh, got announced as well.
1: Yeah, and there's some rumors floating around on when that might be coming out too. Do um, do tell, do tell. So uh, let me see if I can find it here. Somebody posted on one of my Facebook groups that they were in a. Uh, a chat with one of the Russells themselves and said that uh, rare breed rye is apparently going to be uh, quarter three Russell's
0: reserve 16 is going to be quarter four right that's right yeah. I re- I remember seeing that yesterday now which um
1: none of that's confirmed but
0: but that's a three, that's a Eddie Russell uh, kind of speculation as well yeah,
1: so I I would be uh, excited to see those things come this year. And I think that would be a good little release schedule for them. And
0: quarter three is only basically two months away.
1: So yeah, no, I can drink myself silly until that happens, <laughs> and then walk myself over to liquor
0: barn. Um, so uh, it it's gonna be one hundred and seventy five dollars. Um, ain't chump change. It, it's 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 not it's not a, it's not a cheap by any means, but. I, I think that this is just one of those where I'm like screw it, I'm just gonna I'm gonna pick it up.
1: Yeah, and and to know that I'm likely gonna see this one as opposed to some of the ones that are gonna come out in November that are gonna be super limited, mm-hmm. hard to find. I I look forward to this one, and I think at that price point, it's gonna be hard for anyone to mark up past two hundred bucks. Yeah, which for a, a limited whiskey is pretty. Uh, th- that's strange because usually you hear limited and they tack on. Forty, fifty dollars,
0: and and honestly, like this this is probably going to be the one. Like, I don't envision myself. Well, also because I am going to have a baby in the fall, but I don't I don't envision myself being super keen on trying to find some of the le releases that come out uh, th- this year. Uh, the The antique collections, the uh, well, I am definitely getting a birthday bourbon bottle this mm-hmm. year, uh, but I just I am not. I'm not really that interested uh, I this year again. And, you know, we didn't we said it last year. We weren't really searching for anything that was ultra limited.
1: No, I, I mean, I went to the drawings and stuff. If I win, great. But for the most part, the goal was just to go have a good time, hang mm. out with people, because that's it like you never really get to have those conversations with people unless you do something like this or you show up in a live stream of some sort but when you go to those liquor barn releases and there's 400 people online that's 400 of your people you know so i i do enjoy going to them even if i don't get a bottle yeah
0: uh so the next bit of news i am excited to i uh, to get into to look at i th- this is really cool and thankfully we've kind of Got a loose connection to it, not loose. Mm-hmm. I mean, we very well know the people who um, helped make this happen. Uh, but Whistlepig is releasing their first crowdsourced whiskey, uh, mm-hmm. which is called Homestock, and they've teamed up with Flaviar, that, uh, and it, it's it's created. It's been created by different uh, content creators. Uh, it's Bourbon Night. Uh, Chad and Sarah had a, had a hand in, in making this as well. Um, and it's actually not just a it's not just a, like their, their regular rye. They actually used some some blending with different product or different uh, different ingredients. So it, it, it included rye, wheat and uh, and barley. Um, and these were individual whiskies uh, that they they blended together um, and the the winning blend uh, was blend number three uh, which was 45 percent rye 30 percent wheat and 25 percent barley I might have to just become a, a flaviar member to order a bottle of this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and honestly, the description of the palate or it just in nose sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. The nose, sweet and fruity with pipe tobacco, vanilla, and orange vet or orange zest. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, while the palate brings a big hit of baking spice with toffee, with nutmeg, roasted nuts, ripe berries, and a great mouthfeel, followed by a long and spicy finish. Knocked it out of the park. You got me sold. Seventeen or seventy two ninety nine is the price they got listed. God, I'm gonna go broke this year, I, it's, man. It, I'm gonna like I I, gonna do it. I
0: started this year saying this was the year that I was gonna spend less money on whiskey, um, and here mm-hmm. I am seeing you know 17 a, a year bottle and bond from Wild Turkey, um, this you know this new Whistle Pig, uh, uh, home stock, you know there, there's just. So many different things that I really, really want to pick up. And stuff that, you know, we pick up for the show as well. Um, If we're not given samples, which we are always very thankful for distilleries in the samples, but um, when, you know, when I'm able to see something in the wild, there's still kind of a thrill behind it, of course. Like, I still get really excited if I see, like, an Elijah Craig barrel proof (laughs) out out there. Um, So... You know, but anyway, go go ahead. Sorry, I I did want to point out also. This is great
1: that WhistlePig's doing this. Uh, they're going to donate twenty percent of its online sales on Flaviar and Caskers, which are two large websites that people primarily buy from, to the United States Bartenders Guild Foundation's Emergency Assistance yes. Program. Uh, so uh, that that's amazing. I mean, I've seen plenty of YouTubers like make swear jars or drink jars or something, and then just kind of like. Donate that money to a local bartender, or just kind of holding it for when the bars do open back up. So this is going to be great that a is hopping could, on board with that. Could you
0: imagine a swear jar for I whiskey, she wines? Oh my <laughs>
1: gosh, they might as well open up like a Roth IRA or just something. Sa- I mean, just, Sam and Bobby just would go it in broke
0: there. if they started yeah. <laughs> a swear jar. <laughs> that thought makes me laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I love that yeah. idea. Um, but I also really love the idea of this homestock whiskey. Um, like we said, it's seventy-three dollars. I people in the the Patreon chat are saying that they're kind of upset that it's only eighty-six proof. But yeah, I don't know. That's I That's pretty on par
1: for Whistlepig, though. They don't really go too far. Yeah,
0: I mean, so this um this fifteen year, which is actually something that I, I killed last night, um it's only ninety two proof which is not it's not huge. <laughs> no. By any means. But at the same time, if it's if it's a really tasty whiskey and even at 90 proof, I mean, I'm okay with it. I mean, some some of the the best whiskeys wind up being lower proof or bourbons at the very least. Uh, you know, as, as long as it's kind of got the age to to back it up, I'm mm-hmm. okay with it.
1: Yeah, and I, I think Whistle Pig's kind of proved that their strategy when it comes to blending, uh, really lends itself to unique products. Maybe not at a cast strength. Yeah. So I'm I'm fine with a lower proof. Still would love to have this at like a 120 even. Mm-hmm. Uh, but
0: I'm happy with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, next release uh, that has been announced for the month of May is the Widow Jane Lucky 13 Single Barrel bourbon. Uh, It's an MGP whiskey, 13 years old. Uh, And apparently the the proof is going to vary anywhere from 91 to... Just shy of
1: 100. Just shy of 100, yeah. 99?
0: 99? Yeah, 99. Mm -hmm. Uh, 90 bucks a bottle. (laughs) Uh, 15,000 to 20,000 bottles.
1: So you make that face, but this is four years less and substantially
0: less than the wild. That digging. is that is true. I I, I I won't disagree with that by any means. Um, I would like to know the mash bill for this one. Um, yeah, I I would kind of hope that it would be higher rye. I honestly don't know. Um, I'd have to do a little bit of digging, but I feel like there's a chance that this could maybe be a buy. For me, I don't know. Widow Jane's been kind of
1: <laughs> no. This is not a buy for me, and this is the the only reason I'm saying this is because I'm still upset that they say they pull the water directly from the creek behind them, and it's is directly on here, Origin, Indiana. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Yeah, they've I mean, they've if- caught a lot of flack recently for uh, the transparency that they've not introduced.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing they could really claim at this point is they proofed something down with uh, the water from behind them. And even then, put that on the bottle, man. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, they're selling limestone water separate from regular water, and people actually do buy it, yeah. uh, believe it or not. And put that on there, man. If you're proud of it, put it on there. I just want the transparency.
0: I got to pour something else, Um while we're, while we're talking about this in our, in our pregame chats, Swan, you had some Buffalo trace, so I'm going to have a Buffalo trace pick as well. All right.
1: Yeah, that's good stuff, man. I'm
0: still, yeah, absolutely. Around. Uh, Steve a in our, our, our Patreon chat said there's nothing wrong with MGP source bourbon. It's good stuff. Just don't lie about it. And that's how I feel too. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, like, I think that's what we've been seeing slowly throughout. Um, the, the the increasing bourbon boom is that people are demanding more transparency. They just want to see honesty from distilleries or, or, or producers or whatever, um, that they, they are honest about what it is that they're actually putting out. And widow Jane definitely got caught with their hand on the cookie jar on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean,
1: I mean, you just look at how much information they're putting on bottles anymore. People just want as much info as they can get. And when they get a very like vague thing, it's just it's just odd. You know, I mean, they're putting like what floor, what rickhouse. I mean, look at the Booker's tag. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they give you percentage wise from what floor, what warehouse, what year, Mm -hmm. all of it. People love that, including yeah, me. Yeah, and I, I'd you know, much rather four have
0: roses makes no bones about which uh, which Rickhouse their uh, their single barrels come from. They talk about which tier and you know and everything, how old it is. I mean, they they're all very transparent about it. And you know, they I, I understand that there may have been a little bit of fear, maybe with Widow Jane, that they mm-hmm. you know didn't necessarily want to talk about exactly where their their product was coming from but and and steve makes another good point too you don't have to put on the bottle where you're sourcing it from but flat out lies. that's that is a totally different thing yeah 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 so anyway that that's that's our little spiel about uh about (laughs) widow jane i would be interested in trying it that that's The thing more than anything, I I don't necessarily want to buy it, but I would be curious as to what it's like. Um, I would definitely try it at a bar. So,
1: yeah, uh, I'm excited about these. Some of these other releases. Yeah,
0: there's two finished releases uh, that we have next. Um, The Republic Restoratives Burrow Bourbon Batch 3. I have never even heard of this product. Have you? Uh, I've seen it posted
1: one time from a, a guy I follow that's uh in New York, uh, which is fitting because it says that it's actually only going to be available in Colorado, Maryland, New York and Washington, D.C. Yeah. But what I'm excited about is we pointed out a couple, probably about five or six episodes ago that Armagnac has kind of become this year's thing. Has it been and, that long ago? Yeah. Yeah. Golly. And OK. Look at that.
0: Armagnac. Yeah, cast. it's another Armagnac. Yeah. For, uh, for eight weeks, it's a five-year-old bourbon, uh, 75% corn, 21% rye, 4% malted barley uh, at 88 proof for 50 bucks a bottle.
1: Yeah, and if we kind of look at this, I, I think this is great, and Whiskey Advocate points it out a little bit too here. Batch one was finished in French oak. Uh, that's exactly what they did with the um, old, the old charter releases. Yeah. And then uh, last year, we had a lot of people doing rum cask finish, Basil Hayden. You had the Blood Oath Pact, Five, mm-hmm. uh, and a couple of others. And then this year, Armagnac. So I'm wondering what other brands are going to do Armagnac.
0: I, I'm looking forward to it. it. You know, like we've been harping on as well, I, I love Armagnac. I think it's a fantastic product. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, seeing what kind of influence it might have on bourbon, that's so exciting. That is so, so exciting. Yeah, and I I like that they're probably getting some
1: influence from this. Whiskey Advocate points this out as well. Republic Restorative's neighbor, Joseph A. Magnus & Company, also uses some Armagnac cast finished whiskey in its cigar blend. Yes. If they're drawing any inspiration from that cigar blend, the one time I got to try like a half ounce sample of that thing, it was phenomenal. Yeah. I'd be interested in picking up about all this, especially at a decent price point. Forty nine dollars for a five year old bourbon doesn't seem ridiculous. So yeah,
0: I I mean, but I don't I don't think it's just that it's the fact that it's fifty dollars for a five year old. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's also the fact that it's fifty dollars for a finished five year old bourbon, mm-hmm. in, yeah. a, in in an imported cask, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it's definitely come through, you know, different channels of sourcing and and purchasing and and whatnot. But um, it, it's it, I understand the price point on this. I can, I, but I can also understand why people might not be as happy about it because it is fifty bucks for a five-year-old bourbon. But at the same time, if you look at products like uh old Fitzgerald, they're bought on a bond right now from Heaven Hill. Um mm-hmm. they're basically doing ten 10 dollars for every year. Um so you know if it's a 10 year old product it's a hundred dollars. If it's sixteen, it's 160 hundred and sixty, nine ninety, you know. So I I kind of am on board with this pricing scheme. And I don't mean scheme in a negative way. I just mean like this is how they've kind of maneuvered their way through uh, their their pricing. I kind I get it. Um, but I can also understand why other people might not be as into it. yeah um, but uh, uh, but the the next product is also a f- a finished whiskey. Um, mm. This is a finished rye. From Chicken Cock. Uh, This is actually a product that I got to talk to uh, their master distiller, Greg Snyder, about um, when he was on the show a few weeks back. Uh, This is a rye finished in uh, Goodwood Brewing's Blonde Ale, uh, and it was finished for around five and a half months. This is also a 95.5 rye. Holy crap. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and I am pumped for this. Me too. You sent me, uh, I saw this the other day, and I actually ended up, finishing my chicken cock rye sample that i have yeah oh dude that is such a good base to play to be honest and I, i'm pumped for it because I, I did get to try the goodwood um bartstown bourbon company release and i really enjoyed that and i'm not a beer drinker so i i that was kind of new uncharted territory for me to kind of do a, a beer finished anything um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, and, um, and
0: what, what, what else is cool about it is that, um, and again, this is coming from Whiskey Advocate, uh, those beer barrels had started their lives holding chicken cock bourbon before they were being used uh, to age their beer for eight weeks. So as uh, Whiskey Advocate says, uh, their use for finishing the ride neatly closes the circle.
1: Yeah, there's only one it's other awesome. person I've heard that's done this, man. Uh, and we got to talk to him at Bourbon on the Banks. You remember Bluegrass Distillers was doing this with their oh, ale? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Their ale finished Absolutely. And I loved that. I loved that. It mm-hmm. really just feels cohesive and like together. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for this one, man. Beautiful bottle, too.
0: Oh, I think I think it's gorgeous. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Uh we're going to jump down to another rye that is being released this month. Uh Baltimore Spirits Company Epoch Cast Strength Rye uh straight rye whiskey, batch number 3, 3 years old. 115.4 proof. There we go. I can do math. Um <laughs> <laughs> 60 bucks a bottle. Hard, man. Um it's only there's only 210 bottles, and it's for sale at the distillery only. Yeah, this exci- yeah. this is cool. I wanna I wanna try this.
1: I, and it's selling me on it too because it's the
0: Master's Key bottle. Oh, it is, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's just it's got it's got it going on, man.
0: Ah, oh, mm-hmm. look at that.
1: But it's look how dark that is. It's for incredibly
0: dark. And uh, uh, knowing how they took this picture. So this is not a a Photoshopped picture uh, by any means. I mean, the the only thing that they've cut out of this image um, for uh, for for the promo image, I guess, um, is the background. And it definitely shows how dark it is, even at three years old. But I mean, you yeah. know, one hundred fifteen point four proof. I'm just gonna keep bringing up the fact that I was able to do that math so quickly because I'm proud of myself for it. But
1: <laughs> that's great. Yeah. No, I'm I'm excited for it. I mean, it says it's uh, the distillery offers local delivery. I wonder if I fall under that category. Um, we'll, see if they can, we'll see if they can ship it to me. <laughs> Who's
0: yeah? We, we can get somebody to drive locally from Maryland all the way to Kentucky. Oh, I'm not even doing that. I'm just going to call and see if I can set a P.O.
1: box up next to their,
0: their distillery. <laughs>
1: just drop it in the box. I'll be up there. So
0: how how long do you guys hold P.O. boxes before somebody actually comes and picks up the, <laughs> the product? Robot <laughs> yeah. Scott in the chat, though, said he's in Baltimore. So. Hey, Robot Scott. Can you help us out? <laughs> we'll
1: be we'll
0: be talking, sir. We will most certainly be talking. I want yeah. I want to try this uh, for for sure. Well, that does it for the news. We have some uh, TTB filings that we will get to this week, as we had talked about <gasps> pre- previously. I almost said privately, but we we talked about it on the show. Um, there there are eight different TTB filings that we have to go through this week, which is a huge step up from zero last week. Uh, the yeah. first one. I can't wait. I can't wait for it. The Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel, mm. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, yes. still hanging at yes, ninety-four yes, yes. proof. Understandable. Um, that's kind of where they hang their hat. But it. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait for this.
1: I know I'm asking a lot. I want to do pics of this.
0: Oh. I want to do a pick of this. A barrel proof pick. <laughs>
1: Hey, but that's the thing is if we were to do the pick, we would get it to barrel proof to try. Well, initially. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, you got me pumped up for the toasted barrel thing.
0: I I think that this is. um, This is really exciting.
1: (laughs) It's going to be fun. I'm curious about the availability, but I think it'll be very, very interesting. Well,
0: I imagine that they're going to roll it out in the same way that they have with the Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond and the Elijah Craig rye. I mean, I I don't I don't imagine that they're going to stray too far from that model. But at the same time, I mean, it's Elijah Craig bourbon. It's not Elijah Craig rye, which is, you know, which was an untested product, I guess, in the Kentucky market. So if you're, you know, go ahead.
1: What's their release strategy, taking five darts and throwing them at a door, uh, like a board? I mean, it's just what.
0: Well, if you if you remember, the, the reason that they did the rye in those those areas was because they were trying to. The 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 bartenders or the the really popular bar markets um, across the United States. That's right. So, I mean, th- there is a chance for that to happen with this, but I don't know if it's gonna follow that same model
1: i can't think of anywhere that would specifically need toasted barrels as yeah, opposed to either. Non. i think this is just kind of a across the way thing like everyone wants it yeah i mean how could you not oh i want it. barrel elijah craig i mean i'm all just, about it. that's right up my alley man
0: i am all about it i i'm so looking forward to it Uh also mm-hmm. in terms of um some toasted products oh yeah this one is from makers mark and it's part of their wood finishing series it's going to be the 2020 limited release and it's going to be a marriage of virgin toasted american and french oak staves uh tasty notes according to the label barrel finished for amplified notes of vanilla baking spices and creamy caramel with a proof of 112.5 No worried, of course, on on the price, but I want to try this in a real bad way.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's following the RC six thing, you'll see it anywhere between well, like sixty five to eighty. Mm hmm. But uh, I, man, I'm excited. Also, though, can we nail down a name, please? I mean, RC six, SE (laughs) four, (laughs) PR five. Are we naming Star Wars units, or are we like? (laughs) are we are we talking about burp like (laughs) i i need to know uh but no i i am excited really really digging the the toasted finishing that they're they're putting i am
0: too i am too maybe they heard what we were talking about on the podcast with uh with greg snyder and they were like we need some of that
1: Uh, go ahead man hey greg snyder thank you man uh bringing this to the to the to the market. <laughs> I'm fine with that.
0: No, I, I, I'm i really looking forward to trying this. I like the RC6. Um, I know that there were some people who just thought that it was whatever. But I, I'm, I'm interested to see how this one turns out. Yeah, I wanted to re- kind of
1: revisit that for a second, to be honest. Because I thought uh, the RC6 was just too fruity. Didn't really care for it. I had it probably about two weeks ago. Uh, I went to my... In laws place or future in laws place for and they just had a bottle of it. Really? Yeah. And now it's just like I'm not gonna turn that down. <laughs> I got probably a good two rocks glasses pours worth Thanks. of it in. It is so good. Yeah. Man. It is so good. There's a bottle across the street, marked up a little bit. I'm am actually considering it because uh, I. Pfft, it's just it's darn yeah. good.
0: I've I've got a little bit of a sample left of it. Um our buddy, Dustin, who's in the chat as well, um, gave me a sample, I think towards the end of last year. Um, and I actually just looked down to confirm that I still, <laughs> still had that sample. So, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna maybe get into that, uh, after we're, mm-hmm. after we're done here tonight, this next one is a head scratcher. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what am I looking at here? I don't know. Here? I honestly do not know. Uh this is the 16th edition of the Woodford Reserve Master's Collection and it's got no information <laughs>
1: other than it's very fine rare And bourbon. it's
0: 90.4 proof, which is the exact same proof as their regular product.
1: Did they do I guess did they just do a pick I'm assuming is that what this is? It- no,
0: this is this is the masters collection. I
1: know, but I mean like is it just to pick of the regular one and the different bottle? I
0: don't know <laughs> if so, that's so upsetting. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine just the worst distribution? What if it's a short barrel too? What if, like you know, it is uncut? They had like seventy bottles, and they cut it down to ninety point four proof, and they wound up with you know ninety to a hundred bottles spread across <laughs> the entire U.S. Like, what's what's that about? That I, would be, <laughs> I don't know. This this is a little
1: disappointing. Uh, they, I'm not going to get into it, but they recently picked up a, a small bit of a bad PR, and I, I don't know how this is helping it at all. Um, uh, but I. This is strange. I, I'd be curious to see if it's worth the price that they're going to ask for it. Because this is not going to be 30, you know, 40 bucks. Like the normal, normal little bit. So I'm I'm, right. I'm curious.
0: I- so moving from no news to, well, I guess no information to some <laughs> really, really cool information. Uncle Nearest is going to be putting out uh, the Nathan Green 1870 Premium Whiskey which is 15 years old uh, and bottled at barrel strength. So it's going to be 114.8 proof. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. I am too. I I mean, we've been very fortunate to, you know, develop a relationship with the folks at uh, at Uncle Nearest. And uh, Fawn Weaver is a wonderful, wonderful person. She's been on the show multiple times at Bourbon and Beyond and i i'm i'm really really looking forward to trying this out um again though <laughs> it's only available at the distillery <laughs> you know that's
1: true but we we've got some friends down in tennessee i think we can make this one happen but i do. i am pumped for this one i mean it's a 15 year old that's got that uh that process that's real distinct to them uh so that that'll be nice what was it here it's um uh, distinctive maple charcoal filtering so that'll mm-hmm. be that'll be an interesting thing um, I'm looking forward to it man I've not had oh, yeah. a bad product from them
0: i I really haven't either and um I just always look forward to new products from uh from uncle nearest i I think that they're doing really cool things uh with with some of their some of their whiskey speaking of really cool things. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay. Um, I don't want to get too excited about this because it's, oh, but I'm also real excited for it. Yeah, you should be. This, this is, uh, the newest last drop release, um, from the last drop distillers. This is a Buffalo Trace bourbon that was distilled in 1980 and is bottled this year. Uh, the back of the label says, this bottling of a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey was distilled at the Buffalo Trace Distillery in 1980. It uh, matured in virgin American oak for nearly 20 years, and they then lay sleeping in a corner of the distillery until the last drop distillers discovered, discovered rather the parcel, uh, which now makes up a rare and irreplaceable release. I'm pumped. (laughs) Also,
1: where's this corner, Buffalo Trace? I've I've been on a tour like four or five times, and I've yet to find this corner.
0: Is it Harlan Wheatley's office? (laughs) Dude, could you imagine?
1: Could you imagine? I I like to think that he's got like an office with a bookcase behind it, and he's just sitting in there with samples, and then you pull a certain book, and the
0: whole thing rotates, and it's just like 15 little vats. Ooh, yes. You know? I'm about that. I'm about that. I uh, there's only going to be 240 bottles. It's true, 90 yeah. proof. But they've done this before with uh with
1: one of the last drop releases that was from Buffalo. Like 30 or something like it was low. It was in the hundreds. Uh, yeah. But it was just like again something they had aged, placed in a vat that was basically like stag product, and then they finally released it. So i i don't know i won't see
0: a bottle of it Ooh, but my yeah i don't even know how to get a bottle of this like what what store am i going to to, to find this
1: uh i have no clue and if it's not, not one i've been to
0: no No, I, the, the, the back label uh, is also kind of making my mouth water a little bit. Uh, It says this vintage bourbon is unforgettable. The color is a rich golden mahogany and the taste takes us through a symphony of harmonious flavors. It is truly a memorable and extraordinary experience from the last drops of the past one to savor and to share. This is cool. I mean, just, just straight up. Um, People are speculating in the chat, by the way, of what the price on this is going to be. I uh, Nick said two grand.
1: I'm gonna need another stimulus check if I, f- <laughs> I. Don't
0: know about that one, man. I should I shouldn't have even touched my first one if I was trying to buy <laughs> this this one bottle. Honestly, though, as much as I would like to, of course, own a bottle of this, nothing. Could convince me that spending that much um to, to own one bottle.
1: Yeah, it's it's good, but at that price, I feel like personally I would make it more of a collector's piece than a drinker. What on earth is this next TTB filing, Perry?
0: What on earth is it? I don't know. I really don't know. Um part of it kind of makes me feel like it's a single barrel pick, but know what's going on here so this is from this single malt uh, S- uh single malt whiskey society uh it, this is a and i know that this is you know not bourbon of course I, uh, but this is a product that is from uh highland in in scotland I, uh, it is it was distilled on the 22nd of april 2014 I, uh, it is one wait Apparently I can't do math that quickly. 123.6 proof. Wait, no. 122.6 proof. <laughs> uh, so it's five years old. And this is called Baby Yoda. Yep. What? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I think it's
1: interesting, though. I don't usually see scotch this high. So either. that's uh, that's fun in itself. But the Baby Yoda name, I don't know. I don't know I don't part get part of uh, deceptively mature and pure of heart with a salty or with salty notes reminiscent of raw green olive and brine makes you think oh, Yoda. I But I I'm all for the, the fun names, man.
0: I am, too. It, and I mean, if it's just a single barrel pick uh, and they're trying to invoke. Certain things, that's fine. It's just like, what is happening here? <laughs> do you really want to get a cease and desist from Disney? <laughs> that's a
1: that's a strong no. Uh, they, yeah, yeah. Even on their uh, their current break, I don't think I would um, want to do that.
0: I love that. I love the tasting notes on this too. deceptively mature and pure of heart with salty notes reminiscent of a raw green olive in brine.
1: Yeah. No, that's.
0: <laughs> Which is exactly what I want from a whiskey. could you crank up the brine a little bit
1: (laughs) yeah i mean that there is something to be said about that though because i know that like even the some of the reviewers i've seen on scotch they'll be like oh it tastes like iodine i'm like why on earth would you want that if it's a tasting note you prefer i guess there's nothing wrong with it it's just it's not for me
0: uh we got another whistle pig product up next this is really cool they're doing some uh some bottled I uh, cocktails. Uh, I've mm-hmm. seen that there's going to be an orange and a ginger uh, variety as well, but this is a barrel-aged, smoked, old-fashioned. Um, it's a whistle pig piggyback rye whiskey and pure maple syrup, smoked with uh, pecan wood. Now, I want to I want to talk about something for a second um, that I dream of often and fondly. And that is the whistle pig uh, maple syrup. Yep. I was about to go there. <laughs> that Nate Woodruff uh, let us try at Bourbon on the Banks last year. And I peed a little when I read that. Um, <laughs> it's just exciting to see that they are doing something that's gonna be a little bit more a little bit more available, I guess. Uh, it's only gonna be in three seven fives, and it's gonna be 70 proof. So basically, you know, the same thing with the uh, the on the rocks, old fashioned uh, with the Knob Creek, just with some uh, with some maple syrup.
1: I'm I'm excited for this. I did finally get around to tasting some of uh, and Ian brings this up and uh, and has before the Tomfoolery uh, finished mm-hmm. in the maple or in the in the syrup there, but I I liked it. I really did. The Tom Foolery yeah. stuff. This seems like just a cocktail version of that. And after having that maple <laughs> syrup, I could drink that stuff. I could go 100% Buddy the Elf on a whole bottle of that. <laughs> I could. So this seems amazing. I'm curious to see what the price point is. Uh, And it looks like it's only going to come in 375, so at least based on the TTV yes. label. So it'll be a little bit smaller. But so is the on the rock stuff. Uh, so mm-hmm. that, that'll be fine
0: yeah I, i'm I'm just interested in general to just straight up try this. I mean, really, i I don't have <laughs> I don't have any reservations uh, about giving it a shot. Uh, our last TTP filing for the week is Hell's Fork, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. I don't know anything about this label. No. Um, it It doesn't have an age statement on it, so I'm assuming that it's four years old. Uh, It says it is distilled and bottled by Hell's Fork Distilling Company in Bardstown, Kentucky. Doesn't make much of a difference to me. (laughs) I mean, it could be Heaven Hill. It could be Barton. I honestly don't know. Who knows? But have you seen the size of this bottle? No. It's 50 milliliters. Okay. This is a TTB label... For an airplane bottle. That
1: is odd. And I think the thing that's even stranger is you look at it and they give you all this information that has next to no meaning. This yeah. is recipe 68 Mashville 9 approved by what is that signature? I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> also, uh, distilled, cast aged and bottled in Kentucky by people who know
0: bourbon. What does that mean? What are, we, what are we doing I know, with man. these people? <laughs> I, I'm interested in trying it. Um, I'm assuming it's just sourced uh, Barton juice, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, 90 proof. Great. I don't have anything else to say about that. I'm just, <laughs> I just no, don't know what, what to make shit. of it, honestly.
1: I I mean, if I see one, I'll pick it up. I'll definitely try it.
0: Yeah, especially in a in a airplane Fi- bottle. Yeah, for a fifty mil. <laughs> I I do think
1: it's kind of interesting though. It's almost like a tester. I'd like just to see if what they're doing is good enough. Because uh, I have Ooh. to imagine if you source some product and put it out in fifty mils, you don't have a ton of money invested compared to like Castle and Key. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just a dipping your toes in the water kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So- well, that does it for the news and, and ttp filings for the week we have a really cool side by side um that that we're doing this week it's two younger aged products from two different distilleries and i i just i picked up one of these today swan you picked up the other one mm-hmm. um we talked about one of them on last week's episode We did. And I didn't expect... I didn't expect that we would find it so quickly.
1: (laughs) No, and it was kind of just by accident. Somebody posted a picture uh, that we know. It was Chad. And then he just said, did anybody know anything about this? And we're like, we just talked about it. I'm on my way. (laughs) So we went and got one today.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I'm excited to, to get into this. Um... I don't think it's necessarily going to be a review. It's just going to kind of be a comparison between um, to two, these two different products. Uh, the first one is the two-year- old hotel Tango American Straight Bourbon whiskey. Um, we talked about this because of how beautiful the, the packaging is, um, and just how it's so unique. It's so cool. I'm showing it to, uh, the, the Patreon chat. Uh, it says bourbon ready to drink high standard issue, uh, purpose of contents to be served and consumed in, I'm trying to read this in, I can't read that. Um, in pursuance of elevated company, company rather morale. Um, I lo- I'm going to post a picture of this on social media this week uh, as well. Um, it's got uh, this side up for storing and this side up for pouring, mm-hmm. um, which I love. Uh, it's ninety proof. Like I said, it's two years old, um, but I don't, I don't know about this. I've never had this before. Swan, you had a little sip of it earlier. Um, Did so we're, we're gonna we're gonna find out um, about this together. Um, some folks in the chats actually are actually talking about this uh brian Brenicky seems kind of excited he yeah. says the the hotel tango two bar is five minutes from his house
1: yeah and, and it is worth pointing out that they have two uh bourbons that they would probably consider like a flagship product there's the reserve which i looked at earlier today there's some of that yes. we may review it at some point and it's a six-year weeded uh, mm-hmm. it's a little pricier it's coming in around 50 60 This one uh, is a little bit, it's substantially cheaper. It's about half that. Uh, So this is a two year um, since we're going with kind of the younger bourbons.
0: Brian's also said in the chat that it's local and it's terrible. (laughs) That gives me lots of hope. Um, I want to read the back of the label as well. Uh, It says, description aromas of caramel balanced uh, by rye best in a cocktail, uh, for example, in Old Fashioned. Um, So, maybe I'll have to try that later as well. Uh, Directions, drink responsibly, behave less so. I do do like that. I like that a lot. Um, And to give you guys an idea of what the other uh, one that we have up against it, um, it is the newest release from Pinhook. Uh, the Bohemian Bourbon at 114.5 proof. Uh, it's slightly older at 34 months, so just shy of three years. Um, I don't know what to expect from this by any means. Um, I know that people have been reviewing it and, and talking about it, uh, but I, I have not watched or listened to anybody who's, who's reviewed uh, this product. Um, and so I'm, I'm just excited to kind of get into it. Um, I will say that for it being a a three, almost three year old product at 114 proof, it is significantly lighter than the Hotel Tango is. I mean, like two shades lighter uh, than the Hotel Tango. So I don't know. I think we should uh, go ahead and and get into it. Uh, what, What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm all for it. Uh, I've yeah. actually poured them side by side. So I we did can as kind well. Of compare, we want. Yeah. Uh, which one do you want to go for first? I,
0: I think we should probably go low proof to high proof, um, just for the sake of, you know, try not to over- overdo it, um, and burning our palates out. Um, I will have okay. a sip of water though, so I can make sure to kind of cleanse up a little bit. All right. So this is the Hotel Tango American Straight Bourbon Whiskey apparently from Indian uh, Indianapolis uh, according to Brian Bernicke,
1: Yeah, at 90 proof. So first off, like I've noticed that it's not it's not overly corny, but you do get some of that like
0: green. It, you get whispers of corn. Yeah, it's it's there. <laughs> Uh, Patrick was asking, what is the normal MSRP for the Hotel Tango? Uh, $26.99? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I paid for today. It's sweet. I mean, it is it, it is, is a sweet. sweet nose. It's kind of um, kind of getting towards cotton candy um, a little bit, but not so much that it's overpowering some of the barrel influence on the nose. I mean, I, I'm still getting... I'm still getting some notes of, like, charred oak, on the nose.
1: Yeah. I just went in for a sip. It's surprising. I'll see what you think about it.
0: What's Swan. your impression there, Swan? Yeah, I kind of like it.
1: I'm I'm not too mad at it. I. I don't. I don't mind this at all. For twenty six dollars, uh, this is not bad. And Brian pointed out this used to be a fifty dollar bottle, um. So that finish bucks? is wild. That finish is strange. Whoa! Yeah, this at ninety proof is interesting. I'd be curious to see if they were to do a cast strength
0: release where this would sit. If it were barrel proof, I feel like it might be almost too much. Almost too much is exactly what I was about to say. I feel like yeah. this. It, it, we, we talk so often about, you know, what, what bourbons would be like at different proofs. But I feel like this is an indicator of, you know, it's very well curated for its proof. I yeah. think that 90 proof with this, this is shocking <laughs> as a two yeah. year old 90 proof bourbon. Holy mad moly. At it.
1: I will say that I do kind of want the nose to live up to the palate a little more. The nose is real sweet. The palate is not.
0: the The palate is really dark, and especially into the finish, it starts to get into like these, like like praline notes.
1: Let me go back for that. one. Yeah, th- th- that. take
0: take another another dip into it. But this is real tobacco heavy for it, me. It is absolutely. But I think that there's a. a like a kind of that balance between savory and sweet. Uh towards the the end of the of the of the palette as well. Um into yeah. the finish.
1: Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. It is surprisingly uh heavy. Like as far as being viscous and really carrying Absolutely. around like some tobacco notes. And to be honest, this is reminding me of like some new rift single barrels I've had.
0: I have to agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm totally in agreement with you on that one. Th- this is I haven't had a a bourbon on on a first try in a while that has gotten me this excited. And this is yeah, 2 be, years old.
1: Yeah, is this their own product? I need to look this up. And Brian, if you know, feel free to dump this in the chat. Yeah, well. please
0: please do. Um I mean Produced and bottled by Hotel Tango in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana.
1: Yeah, so it's it's their own product.
0: It's the first combat-disabled, veteran-owned distillery in the USA. That's incredible. How cool is is that?
1: Dang it. Yeah, And Brian pointed out this bottle, but at this price point, I think this is approachable and good. I I do think there's some things that can be improved on, but you're a new distillery. You're going to learn. You're going to put out products that, uh, you know, maybe not fantastic, but this is a great first swing. I'm just as excited about this as I was some of the local distilleries.
0: Brian said these are in five gallon barrels. Wow. That's the best five gallon barrel bourbon I've ever tasted. Hands, hands down Mm -hmm. the best small barrel bourbon I have ever tasted.
1: Yeah, so this is definitely like the best smaller, like under 53 gallon I've had. Because I've had, uh, I think, well, what's the one in New York that everyone that kind of just started that whole small barrel craze? It was uh, Kings County. No, no, it was the small squatty one. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Hudson. Hudson. Yeah. Yeah. Hudson's not good, man. No, nah,
0: Hudson's. Hudson, yeah. Yeah.
1: Is not good. Kudos to them for really starting a good movement there in New York. But at the same time, Hudson is not my favorite.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Everybody in the chat was letting me know that it was Hudson. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And honestly, so what really sold me on Hudson not being my favorite is I found out that they had a very limited release called the Double Charred Hudson. Uh, and I think that was the wording they used, but they had a small warehouse fire, and it charred the outside of the barrel, and they bottled it. Oh, come it. on.
0: <laughs> come on. Yeah,
1: it's not. Yeah, and they sold it for a good markup, too, man. But this is impressive for the for, for what it is, man. I, I really I, I want to reach out to the Hotel Tango guys. They've got quite a bit of product other than just the bourbons. They've got a well, gin, they- a
0: vodka, they they know that we uh, we were talking about them on last week's episode. I mean they, they are oh, fully aware that um, we we are aware of them. Um, so I I want to I want to try to do something with them in the future, whether or not it's uh, being able to meet up with them for a, an episode or you know trying to uh, some some kind of collaboration. I feel like I think this is um, this is exciting. I get excited when I drink this bourbon.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's good. That being said, I want to try this in a cocktail. I'm oh, gonna, I
0: absolutely do.
1: I'm going to mess around with this a little bit. I know this is not probably the cocktail, but I still got a little bit of the <laughs> cocktail you got me here.
0: Uh, mine is severely watered down. I'm not even going to try to mess with it at this I'm gonna point. I'm going to mess with this
1: a little bit because I...
0: You mess around, Swan.
1: Dude, their page is all cocktails. It and is. And usually when I see, and I'm going to give them credit on this too, when I see great in cocktails on a, on a bourbon or anywhere on the bottle, it's a red flag for me if I'm drinking it straight. So uh, that this being able to stand up as a standalone bourbon and them recommending it in cocktails is, it's impressive.
0: It really is. I don't have... I don't know if I have the words to describe how much I'm enjoying this experience. Yeah, you That's messed good. up there, didn't you?
1: No, it's actually.
0: Oh, you. Oh, you didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I might make a little bit of an old fashioned with this later, just to see. this, I I've got some uh, some leftover Buffalo Trace old fashioned mix. Um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess around with that a little bit, but. Dude, I I don't even part of this is just like messing with my brain, kind of in the same yeah. way that the uh, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof A120 did, where it's like, how did this even happen? Yeah. <laughs> how did this know. become a thing?
1: I think this needs to be a little more widespread and it seems like there's some discrepancy in price depending on when you're at but I mean yeah. I got this I got this at uh, Liquor Barn today down the road from me and it was
0: you know 26.99 I, I I you know after a couple of sips I think that it would maybe benefit a little bit from being higher proof um but at the same time I don't have <laughs> I ain't mad about this in the slightest Not at all man the, This is I mean
1: we bragged quite a bit on their packaging last week, so we don't really need to hit it home on this this week as well. But, no, you know, kudos to them, man.
0: But like, I mean, if you if you are looking for if you're looking for a bourbon um, where you can actually judge what's inside based on the the cover, <laughs> judge this bourbon by its cover. Yeah, this is. <laughs> I, I'm I'm keeping this one stocked.
1: Honestly. Yeah, I'm about to go buy the reserve bourbon.
0: I don't blame you. I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to trying that one as well. Yeah, um, we'll
1: we'll we'll try that one upcoming soon on and, something.
0: And Patrick said he might just pick it up to support veterans. I mean, that's even better. Like there yeah. there's just that added layer of awesomeness to this brand.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Perry and I discussed this a little bit earlier today. I mean, we we've been talking about how you should support local distilleries and stuff. Yes. maybe we we're doing like a extended episode of just craft distillers. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you guys wanted to send something in that was local to you, that you just Please. wanted us to kind of support, absolutely. We'll we'll try it on the show. And speaking uh, of another in-
0: craft distillery, we should try this uh, this pin hook here as well. Ooh, oh. Oh, I don't know
1: about that one. I just got used to the how dark oh. that other one was. And this one. woo that's this left field, man.
0: That's corny. Yeah, that's the, the youth is definitely coming through on the nose of this bohemian bourbon. Yeah. It does not smell like it's one hundred and fourteen point five proof.
1: It doesn't No, this is
0: reading more like it's 90. It doesn't even smell like it's 90. It smells like it's bourbon that has sat with an ice cube for a while. Like it smells watered down, even though it's supposed to be, according to the label, high-proof bourbon. It says it. It says it on the label, <laughs> high-proof bourbon. <laughs> you good?
1: <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything about the flavor just yet, because you're about to find it out, but I'm going to walk you through the experience I just had. Have you ever seen alcohol, rubbing alcohol, just spread out across the table and watch it dry up super quick? Did that not just happen to your tongue? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the strangest, strangest mouthfeel
0: I've had on a bourbon in a while. Woo! That is a, that is heat. Yeah. That is a heat bomb. Yeah. I like the finish. The finish
1: is interesting. It's the, really interesting. I'm having a hard time nailing down what it is, but it's like clovey. Uh, it's it's
0: clovey and nutty. I mean, yeah. I, it's it's definitely got a nutty quality to it.
1: Yeah, and I I think I made some faces, but I this is honestly my favorite Pinhook release I've had. But it's not it's still not great. I I've, might. I've kind of really dug into a lot of the Pinhook
0: releases. I might have to uh, in, in not not tonight, necessarily, but I might have to go live and compare this to the other high proof one that came out last year. Um, mm. I don't dislike this. I'm just confused by it, I guess, at the moment.
1: Yeah, that's understandable. It's it's really hard to pin down what the flavors are, The but the like alcohol just evaporating feeling. It is wild because it's basically like, you nose this bourbon. You take a sip of it, the palate's super short, and then it just rolls over into the finish. But the finish is super nice. I mean, that that is, I, I can't complain about it. You know, um,
0: we, we were talking about the brininess earlier of, uh, of that, that single malt release.
1: It's got a little bit
0: of that. It's got brininess on the nose. I mean, it smells like the ocean. Um, and I'm trying to dig a little bit deeper. It's got some dark, nuttier notes on the nose, but I don't think the nose is that good overall. I think the palate is bizarre. <laughs> Palate's bizarre. The mouth feels a little—it's
1: odd, but that finish is is it's not coo- bad at all.
0: It's the the mouth feel is coarse.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can get I can get that. And now that I'm thinking about it, you remember the moonshine that we tasted at uh, bourbon on the banks that got offered to us and we tried it
0: Yeah, and it was super good. Who who was that?
1: I'd have to go back and listen to it, man. But that guy was so nice and he was telling us that he's like, oh, yeah, we've been doing it illegally for, you know, oh, it was it was Neely.
0: It was the Neely family.
1: Yes. Yes. Best moonshine I've ever had. That being said, this reminds me of that and.
0: You, I mean, so you've you've never had my my father in law's moonshine? No, need to. Yeah, it'll it'll change your life. Yeah, (laughs)
1: but this is this is good. It's just, man, I I need more age on it. It's like it's building. It's got the building blocks. You know, it's got the final step, which is the 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 finish. It just needs those first two more. I I I
0: honestly love the finish. I think it's really really enjoyable. Oh Um, yeah. But everything else is just kind of falling flat for me. Um, and it really does not sit well with the price.
1: What's the price on this?
0: I got this for 56 I think. Uh, maybe it was closer to 50 But either way, it's essentially twice as expensive as the Hotel Tango.
1: See, and that's that's rough because this is aged more than the Hotel Tango. Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say at that point. I mean, it's it's indicative of the fact that, you know, the age is not everything. Proof is not everything. But true. at the same time, you know, how often have we reached more for, um, you know, Granddad 114? over granddad bottle and bond, mm-hmm. you know, um, in, in this case though, if I'm looking for something that is more enjoyable, I, I'm going to go with the hotel tango. Me
1: too. Yeah. No, I'm, I am not mad about the hotel tango, even though I got harassed by the lady at liquor barn about not buying Kentucky bourbon. I would go back and buy another bottle. So, uh, it's, it, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. And it hurts me cause this is from my hometown. <laughs> if we're supporting local I'm doing the the wrong thing here but it's all
0: good you can support craft I mean craft is okay yeah yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> I'm supporting small business it's exactly. just not one close to me
0: there you go I'm gonna um, I'm gonna try both of them in the same glass oh you're gonna mix them I'm gonna mix them yeah I don't see why not oh okay See, see what, uh, see what shows up here. I think what I've, what I've kind of garnered from this, though, Hotel Tango has got something really cool. Yeah. With this two-year-old rye bourbon. Um, I, I would be interested to put this into a blind flight with somebody. Um, I. I will say just doing it
1: side by side, now that I've gone back to the Hotel Tango, the corniness does show up a little bit.
0: That's to be expected with that, a two-year-old brother, Right, man. but I also think that you went from 114 proof to 90.
1: Yeah, no, I've definitely uh, killed off some uh, ability to pick up some nuance. <laughs> so, it's uh, <laughs> that's on me. That's <laughs> not on Hotel Tango. That is fair. That is fair.
0: Well, I, it wasn't really a review. It was just kind of a, what, what do we feel about these... These two whiskeys, but I think that kind of wraps up that portion of the show. We've got lots of questions this week, too. We do. Uh, well, not we've got actually, well, we've got some questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can uh, ask us some questions on our Facebook group at facebook.com. You need to search for uh, This Is My Bourbon Group, and we would be happy to answer your questions. On air, our first question comes from Patrick Starkey, who is in the Patreon chat as well. Uh, he said, "What are some no longer available whiskeys that you wish you could have an in- an infinite rather supply of?" I mean, I'm anywhere between you know Dusty Turkeys and Pre Fire Heaven Hills. Um, I don't know exactly what it is you're about to say, so I'm going to let you go ahead and say it. Age stated fighting
1: cock old and Old Fitzbalden and D- Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely I, those are like without a doubt those are dude, it dude i
0: miss that that uh that old fits bottled and bond so yeah. much
1: yeah add elijah craig uh stated in there as well the big red 12
0: oh my gosh yeah. yeah i almost pulled out my bottle last night and i i was like no nah, i'll save it for a little bit but, uh, next question, Greg Reynolds, uh, he asked when Willett is able to release 10 year old family estate bourbon, their own distillate, what price do you think they'll be at? Six year barrel selects seem to be around 150 to 200. And would you be willing to pay? I'm going to work backwards on this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the way you think of that one. <laughs> I'm going to say no. <laughs> I don't I don't feel yeah. like I would be willing to pay for it. I I mean already at two hundred dollars. I honestly I'm just not that big a fan of Willet.
1: I'm not. And uh since I've started drinking bourbon, I've gone from like Noah's Mill being some special treat that's just like a Reese's cup of a bourbon to every time I touch it now at a bar, I'm questioning why did you spend X amount on a pour of this? It's not getting any better. Yeah. I mean, even last time that, like, Chad and I, he, for his uh bourbon and booze meetup that he did, I, I went to the, one of the restaurants that they were at, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can blind him with something. And I, I got him a pour of Johnny Drum, and I was really curious to see, because it was a little bar out in the middle of nowhere, and I was like, that bottle's probably been around for a hot minute. If they're going to have anything that's older, it's probably this Willet. Nobody's buying Johnny Drum. Tried it, he was immediately like, oh, this just isn't it, man. What is this? and it's just gone downhill man johnny drum's just not what it used to be and it's the same with a lot of their stuff yeah
0: i i like the rye um i i had some of the rye last night um this is actually the three-year-old rye too um not the four-year but mm-hmm. i i don't i don't mind the rye whiskey i just think that the bourbon is really really lackluster
1: yeah, no, I I've seen some of the picks that are a little more up my alley, uh, just based on kind of the flavor profile that they describe, but they're just not worth the price to me, man. And they move quick, man. There is a huge following for Willet. There is an insane uh,
0: following for Willet. I mean, yeah. there there are, of course, before COVID nineteen, there were people who were going and waiting outside of the distillery every Saturday. To try to get whatever the, you know, new distillery only release was. Yeah. And they were taking names and and driver's licenses and everything. Licenses is hard to say.
1: Yeah. Will It to me has always been uh, for people that like really high percentage chocolate. Mm. Oh, it's just it's just like there's something that's just bitter about it that I feel like if you buy into it, you really buy into it. Like if you hand somebody some 72% chocolate and they just love it for whatever reason, that bitterness just translates well to stuff like coffee or to will it, or just like things that have that really strong profile that I just don't tend to buy into. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, next question comes from Ryan Jeeves. He said, "What is your personal policy on selling/slash trading bourbons that you found at a good price but are going for lots on secondary? Example: That little book three I found for eighty had someone offer me one sixty for it, but I have not had that batch yet. I am not against marking some side, uh, making rather some side cash slash trades, uh, but with this one, I would rather drink it." <laughs> I personally would rather try what I buy. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's just how I am. I think it's more about the the experience of it and everything. I honestly do whatever you want with it. I mean, I'm 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 tired of complaining about people flipping bottles. You know, it it's yeah. it's their own money, it's their own decisions that they've made. I just I just don't care.
1: Yeah, I think the only personal like thing I have with it is I don't like when the intention on buying bourbon is intentionally to flip it. So, I mean, if you if you go in and like I've bought bottles before where I'm like, well, I know somebody that would kind of like to have this. I'd like to split it with them. I've even sold you and Chad like half bottles of things that I've enjoyed uh and just kind of mark down the price accordingly uh but you know i i don't i don't like when you see somebody in the parking lot thinking oh well if i get this mictor's 25 i'm going to flip it for 4 grand in the parking <laughs> lot that that just seems i am not a big fan of that uh but but you know I, again i get it you know it's money's money and if there's a market for it you can't really blame the person that's that's flipping the bottle i guess because somebody's they're holding the cash so yeah
0: Absolutely. I just, I think that, I think you should, I don't know. It's a hard It is, and, and I add, Morally,
1: you want to be like, just drink it. It's yours. You bought it. That's what it's. Intended. But
0: also I understand that people will, you know, they need to make money.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, if that, if that's. No, I'd
1: be lying if I said I had. Yeah.
0: Exactly, and I, I've done the same before. It's, but it's been out of necessity. It's not been because you know I bought a bottle because I just wanted to make money off of it. It was just because I needed the money at the time. And honestly, yeah. it, it, I've, I've sold a bottle that's just been sitting around for a while.
1: Yeah, and I will say that every time I've sold a bottle, I've sold it to somebody not for like full markup and it's always been to a person i think will actually drink mm-hmm. it um that's that's also a big thing like i've sold you know like i got a bottle of uh, old rip Winkle 10 i'm like well that's fine but like really who i'm not i'm not drinking this on a regular night and i sold it to somebody not near full markup and he drank it he had a good time with it he took it to christmas opened it just yeah. had a great time so i i can't i can't be too mad about that yeah
0: uh next question comes from our buddy Jordan Burnsdorf. Uh he asks, what is your least favorite aspect of the bourbon hobby? Uh secondary prices, bottle allocation, Carol Baskin, uh, etc. Um It's it's Carol Baskin for me. Carol Baskin for I sure. I mean, she yeah. definitely killed her husband. Um <laughs> Next question He's comes from. We're gonna get sued. <laughs> Next question comes from Don Nishida. Uh, he asked, "Is it rude to correct a stranger on whiskey facts during a casual conversation at a bar?" The most common situation, personally, is pronunciation of Scotch, uh, but it could apply to per- pronunciation of Scotch.
1: Yeah, instead of Isla, people say Islay. Oh, okay. It's stuff like that. That's the common one. Uh, but yeah, I know what he's talking about. Basically, gotcha. would you correct somebody if they're just spitting facts that are completely incorrect?
0: Uh,
1: like bourbon has to be from Kentucky. I'm non, I'd be a trigger. for I you? am
0: non-confrontational, but if somebody says that, <laughs> <laughs> that bourbon has to come from Kentucky, I, the easiest thing to say is that bourbon is America's native spirit. Um, it, it, it's allowed to be bourbon if it's made in any of the 50 states. Um, Anyway, he goes on. I apologize. Uh, Scenario, you sit down and order an Elijah Craig barrel proof, and the guy next to you comments, ah, one of my favorites. I love what they do at that Buffalo Trace place. Do you, (laughs) A, nod politely, enjoy your drink, and ignore the guy? B, respond in your best Thurston Howell third voice, surely you must mean Heaven Hill. Which is not my best Thurston Howell. Um, or C, take the opportunity to respectfully correct him and use it as an entry point into a serious discussion about whiskey until he starts making excuses to leave the bar. Oh, and I'm betting you've never heard of Thurston Howell III. <laughs>
1: That's a great question.
0: I, I am more inclined to to go with A personally. Like I said, I'm I'm just non-confrontational. Um, Unless they say that bourbon can only be made in Kentucky. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't.
1: Unless somebody's asking me a, quest, like a question directly, I usually just let them go with it. Like if they look at me and they're holding up some Elijah Craig barrel proof and they're like, oh, this is great. It came all the way from from Buffalo Trace. I'm probably just going to look at it and be like, yeah, I know. It's so good. Good and for you, buddy. It, you know,
0: good for you. <laughs> fine it's not gonna change my day it's it's not either i the only time that i really get like serious about conversations is if somebody else brings it up Mm. or we do it on the show right like i other otherwise if i'm just having a a casual conversation um or if i'm at a bar i just don't you know i don't i don't i don't want to be that guy and I'm not going to I'm yeah. definitely not going to be that guy either.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I come from the, like the retail perspective on that, too, because people will come in and like, well, what do you recommend? And I've had people look at me and they're like, well, I usually drink like uh, Jim Beam. So, you know, like, you know, Wild Turkey 101 or something like that. And I'm like, Jim Beam, you're drinking Jim Beam Wild Turkey 101. And I'm just like, yeah, it's pretty good. And it's in a cocktail. You just roll with it, man, because customers always right, you know. And just kind, of, just kind of go with it. <laughs> so uh, I, I I, kind of take that approach to it.
0: We actually have another question from Don as well. I <laughs> said, and I don't know who this person is, um, but if Sean wrote the question, does he often refer to Swan in the third person? Um, I thought it was a nickname, but could Swan actually be an alter ego similar to Bruce Wayne slash Batman? Do, do you understand that?
1: No clue. Don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. However, I do like the idea of being Swan Man and saving innocent people. So Might be fun. I
0: I don't know. I don't Just
1: don't kill my parents. They're doing all right.
0: Yeah, I don't know who this Sean guy is. Um our last question though comes from Sam Brockman. Uh he asks, Hey guys. Hi Sam. Uh, if you could have foreseen the bourbon boom coming, what bourbons would you have hoarded for yourselves to drink, not for secondary? I know it'll differ uh, by state, uh, but here in Iowa, oh, all the way in Iowa, uh, favorites like Stag Jr. are highly allocated and often require a lottery, whereas 10 years ago it was regularly on the shelf. I'm
1: going to give two bourbons that were different than the ones that I gave earlier, I guess. Uh, but I would probably have hoarded uh some Weller one oh seven. Yes, and if I had to, the larger aged Elijah Craig's. Yeah, like the they had a twenty one that they don't long they no longer make uh the eighteen the twenty three and I think they have a twenty even. I think I would have I would have liked to have those or even some of the older Elijah Craig barrel proof releases and like the old pirate style bottle I would have enjoyed those.
0: Yeah, no, I I think Elijah Craig barrel proof is definitely the answer. For me, I mean, you know, it it's easy to say Van Winkle, but shoot, man. I think that consistently uh, the old Elijah Craig barrel proofs have been where it's at.
1: Yeah. If it, if the intention is to drink it, I'm not getting any of the Van Winkles. Uh, great. Yeah. But, you know, at that point, if you're holding on to Van Winkles from, you know, 2000, what, 15, 14, before it kind of blew up it's not really it's not really worth anything up to me other than to, to flip it at that point because it's just okay, yeah. you know? Yeah,
0: I agree. Uh, Ian says, though, that he's surprised that we didn't say Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. I would have liked to have more of that for sure.
1: It's worth, you know, saying to, to, to add that in, to be honest, but I don't know. I mean, I had the chance to buy as many of it as I wanted to. I watched <laughs> two or three cases come in and I just, just like... It's just phenomenal, but it's had its time. I'm ready to move on.
0: And I mean, yeah, and and I I kind of I kind of feel the same way. Um, I am happy to have a very <laughs> small reserve, but to still have some. Um, but at the same time, like I'm okay with having Turkey 101 as my daily drinker or Evan exactly. Williams bottled and bond. I mean, there there's so or, uh, um tw samuels still i haven't mm. talked about tw samuels in a while but i'm i'm still happy to have that as a, an everyday sipper for sure um it's always in the house but i i, I yeah i certainly do miss uh the heaven hill bottle and a bond for 10 bucks a bottle 12 bucks a bottle um but i i feel like we've we we had our time to mourn we moved on <laughs> Uh, so those were all the questions that we had. We are going to move into tips and bits where we recommend uh, some things for people. Uh, it doesn't have to be bourbon necessarily. Could be TV shows, music, podcasts, whatever. Swan, what, what tips and bits do you have this week?
1: Looking for new apartments has been an absolute mess. Um in, in all of this. So if I was going to give one tip, if you're planning on moving within the next three to four months, do it early. They go so fast. Uh, other than just my my. Problems with with housing. Uh, honestly, just try some new riff picks, man. I I got to try a new riff pick from Whole Foods, which who knew they did really?
0: Picks? Pretty
1: good, man. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I'm i kind of falling in love with, with more and more picks. And as Ian, I'm sure, will attest, there is, like, this weird proof range of, like, 113 where it just shines, man. So, uh, and I, I want to give another shout-out to Hotel Tango, man. I was super impressed. I'm yeah. going to go pick up the other one here pretty soon, I think.
0: I'd, I'm looking forward to trying that that six-year weeded. Um, mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat, though, where like I've been so busy with work and still honestly playing Animal Crossing that I haven't had a whole lot of time <laughs> to get into anything new. Um, we're still getting caught up on what we do in the shadows, um, which has been incredibly fantastic and funny. Yeah. Um, but we, we have been, um, you know, just getting caught up on our our, our normal shows as well. Schooled, the Goldbergs, uh, Bob's Burgers has been hilarious and amazing recently. Um, we watched a whole uh, series from Josh Gates, who is the guy behind Expedition Unknown uh, on Discovery, where he looked into... I reports of aliens and UFOs and everything. And it was really quite interesting and fascinating. And I had a, a good few hours of, of watching his his stuff through that. Um, actually, you know what? I haven't talked about this on the show. This is my recommendation for the week. How have I forgotten this? Um, Middle Ditch and Schwartz. I, have you watched any of that, Swan? No, no. So it's it's Thomas Middleditch, uh, from Silicon Valley and Ben Schwartz who has been on a myriad of diff- different things. Um but he um was Jean Ralphio on uh, Parks and Rec. Um I think this was your tips and bits like 4 or 5 weeks ago. <laughs> even if it was, I only watched one episode, so, but yeah. but like I I finally finished, you know, it was only 3 episodes, but um the the second episode, um, and it's all stand-up, they don't script anything, whatever. Um the the second episode, I was trying so hard not to to wake Lucy up while I was laughing. And I I'm probably gonna go back and watch it again tonight. I thought it was that good. Um and there's been a, a great following behind it as well. So if you've not watched it, it's on Netflix. Um who doesn't have a Netflix subscription at this point? (laughs) Honestly, especially during all this. Yeah. So go and watch that for sure. Drink some bourbon while you're doing it and support craft distilleries. We're going to talk definitely some more about, uh, craft distilleries, um, here in the future. That does it for this week's episode, though. Thank you all so much for listening, as always, uh, and for downloading and sharing with your friends, leaving reviews and, and comments and everything. Um, Swan, thank you for, as always for being here and doing this with me.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely, I'm, fun. I'm looking forward to what we're about to have too.
0: Oh yes, yeah, we got a little bit more. We're not we're not entirely done yet. Uh, so Patreon, you can hang out with us for for a little bit. But uh, where can people find you on social media, Swan?
1: Um, I'm at my Bourbon Finder on Facebook and Instagram.
0: And that's it for you. Um, I am at pritter 1492 on all social media channels. You can follow the show at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on the iTunes Podcast app. Which, again, really does help us out. It pushes uh, the the content up to uh, new listeners, anybody who is searching for Burden Podcast. Bourbon Podcast, rather, not Burden Podcast. Gosh, could you imagine this is my Burden Podcast? It's just two hours of us complaining about what we have going on in our lives.
1: Yeah, yeah no, I'm not a well, fan. I'm good without that. Not a fan mm-hmm. of that
0: idea. You can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com. You can also leave us a voicemail for our barrel ring segment at 859 428 8253. We'll listen to it on the show and uh, then we'll, we'll we'll respond to your questions or comments. Uh, I'm going to throw this out here for, for next week's episode. What is uh, your, your favorite craft distillery and why? Um, and uh, maybe we'll we'll talk about it on the show, and it would be a great way for us to uh, to get into you know some more craft distilleries as well. So again, that's eight five nine four two eight eight two five three. Let us know what your favorite craft distillery is, and if we should you know if we should get into it. Uh, and then last but not least, you become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as $8 a month. You can help keep the lights on in the studio. I feel like this light bulb is about to blow out here soon. Um, so I definitely literally need more lights for, for the studio. Um, and eventually this is going to become the, the baby room that's going to be the nursery. Um, but we are we, we have space reserved for the new studio swan i haven't even told you this uh we're going to be converting the garage into oh, nice. into our studio space so yeah i'm, I'm looking for if to you
1: need a temporary fix i actually now have a studio space as well coming up. oh
0: boy yeah okay it's gonna be fun, man. that's <laughs> i'm not upset about that by any means um, but we, we, we appreciate everybody who supports the show financially every month. Um, again, $1 a month, uh, is the lowest you can support us at, uh, $2, you get some exclusive posts, $5, you get exclusive audio content, uh, like the bonus episodes and the pregame chats, uh, and then on up from there, there are many different. Tears and rewards for being a supporter of the show thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode we will see you next week but until then i'm perry and i'm swan and this is my bourbon podcast